wasn't no. any better. We're doing plastic today because we're actually on not the porch. But no. we did go out to an event. Uh-huh. A community event. Yep. And had a great time. We did. It was really fun. What so we... we got, we went to, they had a little wine vendor there and we did a tasting in our very own neighborhood and we got to take home these plastic glasses. So we thought we would continue the fun and not dirty any more glasses tonight. 100%. And put our wine from home in them. So what are we having? And then we'll talk about what we had. So... In our glass tonight, we have the Suckle Blaster Rosé of Pinot Noir from 2022. It's awesome. It, if I remember it correctly, it's delicious. It is delicious. It's super tart. It's really bright. Super high acidity. Exactly what you want from a Pinot Noir grown in Oregon. Yep, this is... Mm. It's kind of got that sour Skittles going on. It does at the end. Did we say that when we did it the first time? Was probably. It, didn't you do a picture this? I think so. I think you made me write the picture this of yeah, the sour skittles. It's the it's the sour skittles rose. That's it, what they should they should have sponsored by Skittles. Absolutely, because they're really they're good. Really good. Uh huh. Skittles are really good. <laughs> Any fun things on the bottle? To talk um. About? Well, I can read you the little blurb because it's only like five sentences. Go for it. Our story began in 1971 uh -huh. when our parents, Susan Sokol and Bill Blosser, first planted vines in Oregon's Dundee Hills. Okay. As second-generation wine growers, we are passionately committed to our family's legacy of creating world-class wines which express our distinctive hillside vineyards. The sedimentary Missoula flood soil is ideal for growing the Pinot Noir grapes used to craft this intentionally made delicate rosé. Aromas of strawberry jam and rose petals give way to subtle flavors of rhubarb, melon, and cranberry. You know, it's kind of right, though. I kind of agree with all of what they said. It is a little bit pompous. But can we talk about my reading skills? Uh, yeah, because you're a teacher. <laughs> I call it my dramatic reading. Uh-huh. Yeah, kids think it's hilarious. It's... But it, it keeps is, them listening. It's a thing. They keeps them listening. <laughs> I could have been a voice actor. Oh, no. Now it goes straight to her head. Yeah, it does, just like this wine. Uh-huh. So... Um, well, here, I'm giving you the other things. The only other thing on here is that Sokol Blaster is also a B Corp. It, which we knew because we took advantage of our B Corp membership. That's the only thing. reason we went. And then we learned that they have a lot of history in the valley. Yeah, they've been here since 71. Wow, where'd you learn that? The bottle. <laughs> no, they're like one of the originals. Like they are. One of the... Yeah, which they're is like wild. right up there with Bill Fowler and he, Fowler. Were, oh, it's like Stoller. No, he's Fowler. much later. Bill Fowler? I think it's Bill Fowler. But he's the one that did the Tualatin Hills one that mm. is owned by Lone uh, Valley Vineyards. Mm. Sell out. Uh, he, I think he died. Oh. <laughs> wow, you jerk. So his family. I could a be wrong. Out. Well, not everyone is into wine like the French are. Mm. So we love the French. We do love the French. Speaking of the French. What did we do at the event today? Well, we... Why do we have these glasses? We uh, took up a very nice man's hour and a half, uh -huh. almost, time. Uh, oh, gosh, you're right. About an hour and a half. <laughs> it was almost an hour and a half. Um, with Tumwater Vineyard. Uh-huh. In Newburgh. Ish. Dundee. Dundee. They're in Willamette yeah, Valley. Yeah, they're in the valley. 
and uh, it was a lot of fun. I, we, we, so we were walking back and we had gotten dinner and uh-huh. we were going to go get a drink uh-huh. at this event and we were going to go get a cocktail or something. Uh-huh. And then I saw a van with vineyard. <laughs> Winery thing on it. vineyard printed on the side. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, I think there's a vineyard here. Let's go find that. And then we saw it and we're like, heck yeah, it's let's go do that. It's always a bit of a roll of the dice. No. Yeah. Cause they've had some interesting things there. That are not always the best, but we decided, let's give it a shot. Oh, we'll yeah. go try something, and if we don't like it, we can go get our cocktail. I've had really bad vodka. Not vodka. <sighs> Whiskey. Whiskey. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't bad, but it was just not It's just not interesting. Yeah. So we went, and then we stood there for an hour and a half, and we talked to this guy, and it was a lot of fun. And we had a whole tasting, and we got a couple bottles, because that's what you do. They started us <laughs> off with a Sauvignon Blanc. Oh my gosh, it was so good, and we bought one. We did buy one. It was, I'll admit, I think it was a little bit, that one was a little bit watery to me. Mm. A little bit low in the, it didn't have a, a huge punch, but... It was very refreshing, crisp acidity, mm-hmm. and easy drinking. So, mm-hmm. I mean... Now, I said I want it so that I can pull it out with my mom on the porch this summer. And it's perfect and for it's that. the absolute perfect wine for that. There's always a thing... What is it? What do we it got? doesn't have to be... We, you don't always have to be drinking 95, 90 point wine. I don't know that this is 90, 95 point wine. But it's good wine, and it's not terrible value. It's a small producer. I'm all here for supporting that. Mm-hmm. Good. So we went from a saw block, then we had a uh, Chardonnay. We went to a Chardonnay, which was a good Chardonnay. It was a good Chardonnay for it being oaked, which longtime listeners will know that I don't like an oaked Chardonnay. I generally. picked up that it was mostly aged, like used oak, mostly neutral oak. Yes, and it was very not oaky for an oaked Chardonnay. I think it was lacking a little bit more acidity to really balance it out, so it, it wasn't was, my it favorite. It was good. I would be completely happy if I picked that off a menu because it was Chardonnay and something that I recognized, and yep. I was served a glass. I could drink the whole thing. I'm it was like, a bit short of the long play Chardonnay that we'd had from 2015. I mm. mean, that was an aged Chardonnay. That was awesome. Yeah. This was good. Then we went to a Pinot. No, we went to Rosé, which was Rose. awesome. The rosé was very good, but we do not need any more rosés right now. I mean, we have plenty of rosé. Rosé all day, but we got enough we've, for a couple of days. We've got, a, we've got enough. Um, but and, would get it if I just saw it and was like, oh, I need another one. Yeah, if you need I another rosé, you know it's good. It's a, it's a go-to. It's Willamette Valley, and it's 100%. a well-produced Willamette Valley one. Yep. Good stuff. And then they had the Pinot, which Pinot? you enjoyed. It was a good Pinot because it was... Slightly darker than regular Pinots. It was I not like. super bright, not super yeah. acidic, very much an old world style Pinot. So if you like Burgundy style Pinot, mm-hmm. their P- Burgundy style Pinot is very good. Yes. And not terribly priced. I mean, it's right up the alley, solid like Pinot for about $40. Yeah. Let's say $40. because, And that's what you should expect, is pay for a Pinot Noir oh, yeah. that's produced in the Willamette Valley that is good and small production. Kind of, kind of your standard Pinot. In that style. Yeah. It was good. I liked it. I But enjoyed we don't need any more Pinots either. We have plenty of Pinot. We get so many Pinots in all of our shipments and What stuff. was the winner winner chicken dinner? The... <clears throat> I have it right here. 
The oh my gosh. McNary Vineyard Cabernet Sauvignon. It was awesome. But it's from Washington. Uh-huh. Which... They sourced the grapes from the Seven Horse Hill... Seven Horses Hill mm. vin, uh, area? Horse Heaven Horse Hills. Heaven. UVA. And yes. that... Right on the Columbia. Uh-huh. Like, literally on a cliff that overlooks it, apparently. Yep. And it is so good. It is a absolute bargain for $40. Super good. For 40 bucks, I mean, there's a bunch of huge producers out in Washington that produce. And they'll have their own estates. They'll have their own vineyards. They'll produce their own grapes. And they have, they should have everything in there. But these guys out in the Willamette Valley, produce, because they wanted to produce a cab, from the get-go, they moved to Oregon, though, where you do not produce cab. Mm-hmm. So they had to source the grapes, and yes. they did an amazing job of it. And they got the grapes because of a poker game? Basically. Isn't that what the guy That's, said? Uh, yeah, gambling buddies. Yeah. So, so somehow we ended up with these really amazing yeah. cab grapes that people don't typically get because that vin- that vineyard does their own stuff, so then... So I guess they got some, and it is so good. It feel it kind of feels like gambling with someone else's money. Yeah. Because I feel like we won the game mm-hmm. of finding a really good cabernet, mm-hmm. and that thing I could break out now. I mean that stuff is drinking awesome now. It's a twenty nineteen, so it's only four years old. Yeah. And but we could easily hold on to it for a little while. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's only four it, years it old. It probably wouldn't. It be still's got some tannins. It it has a lot of tannins. It's still got a lot going on, but it didn't I don't, I don't rip know, my face off. No, but I don't know that I would hold on to it forever because it, I kind of I just want it. You yeah. I just want to drink it. Honestly, Peace. break it open. We know where to find them. We know where to find more. Yeah. And I don't know if that's the most popular thing. People out here love to drink Pinot probably, because Pinot is the thing. It's probably not their most popular thing, though it should, it be, should be right up there. That is one of the best things I've ever had in the 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 Willamette Valley that is a dark, dark red fruit grape. I'm not a huge cab guy. I'll drink it if it's a good one, but that is a good one. So Tumwater, definitely seek them out. They have a huge lineup of wine, all of it. Seems solid. Uh, so that's our endorsement of this episode. Pretty good stuff. Yeah, not sponsored, but because I definitely paid for these. I mean, it basically was because I think we got a little bit of a discount. Well, yeah, because we talked to the guy forever but and he. No one knows who we are. We don't name drop because we don't have a name to our drop. Our names are on there. What? Our names are in our bio. Yeah, but not, not really. Oh, okay. It was like our first names are in our bio. No one cares. No. Who cares about us? Ah, uh, you're going to find us. All 54 of our followers. We had another follower today. We love every single one of them. Let's see. Who was it? Let's shout them out. It was another vineyard. Yeah, if you are a early uh, listener. Oh, no. It was another podcast. If you're an early listener, uh, let's shout out a podcast randomly. Because uh, they need it from us. They don't. <laughs> they do not. We needed it from them. Oh, wow. They have 2,000 followers. Uh-huh. Uh, the Rosé Hour. Heck yeah. Speaking ha- of Rosé. Haven't listened to it, but... Uh, Cheers to some Rosé. It looks like it's women uh, done. So, uh, I love it. Cool. Um, she looks great. 
Yeah? I'll... I don't listen to podcasts. Uh, I do. So I'll listen to it for you. Okay, cool. Because I, I don't respect my own time. Okay. <laughs> I say I don't listen to co- podcasts, but I watch podcasts. Like, I watch the video. So you're saying that we should do a YouTube version of this show? <laughs> That's what I do. That's what I do. I watch the video versions of podcasts. Well, there so we go. I'm because liter- that's like... Coming soon. It's like perfect, like in the shower. Uh-huh. Like, I just put it up on the little shelf uh-huh. thing. And I do then... the same thing, but I don't watch podcasts. Yeah, but I have the thing up there so that when I'm facing that way, I can see it. But then, like, when I'm turned around the other way, I know that I'm not going to miss too much. So are you saying you just need a visual element? Yeah. Should we just animate random things or just grab random video clips of people like falling off of but i mean like the illuminati the illuminati that girl that i watched that's basically a podcast yeah it is a podcast she does it as a podcast and then she animates the triangle lady oh god that's too much work i'm not animating this show no you can animate this show you have the whole summer off have that kind of time yeah you do you have nothing to do this summer i've never animated uh, yeah, you might be able to learn. Talk to T. No, I've got other... No. <laughs> I'm not doing that. Uh. Wait, he might listen to this. He is Hi, listening. Teague. I love you. <laughs> Follow us on Instagram at Porch Pounders Podcast. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to... And this is really late getting to the actual episode of what I wanted to talk about. It's fine. No, it's not. Um, eh, that's true. But I wanted to talk about wine used... Not as wine, but as a way to generate money. Mm-hmm. And what our thoughts might be on that. Um, so, technically speaking, there's a bunch of... There's a whole bunch of people that will sell their wine and they'll hold on to it for years and years and years. And you you can hang on to it and sell it for more money than you originally bought it for. Right. Wineries do this all the time. They hold yes. on to them and they call them library wines. Yes. And they sell them for more it's a, money. It's a marketing ploy. It it is. It's also it takes space. It takes money to do that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So I kind of there's a cost, but there's a return, an expected return. So people do this to earn money, make a living, investing in wine. Mm-hmm. Um, you can do that, but maybe you shouldn't. Is my whole premise. Okay. And I don't know that everyone should be doing that. Most people don't, obviously. But there are companies out there that are have been formed mm-hmm. recently mm-hmm. and will advertise. They have been advertising. You may have seen them where they'll advertise ways to invest in wine, vintage wine, whiskey, all sorts of liquor, alcohol. Yeah. And I just kind of wanted to gauge what your thoughts are on okay. what that is okay so okay do you have an, an, an upfront opinion on that oh i thought there was like a oh yeah there is there's oh. more i just wanted to get your gut check oh, okay uh on people just buying things to hold on to it uh-huh um i think there's a limit uh-huh um and i don't have the patience so when we go and buy these wines, I'm yeah. just if if it was Clearly left up to we me, don't. if it was just left up to me, I'd just go home and open it. I don't want to. Yeah, we're not here. We we have a cellar. We have we have a closet. We with a shelf <laughs> a in closet it. with a shelf in it, <laughs> and we're not holding on to any of those wines to sell at any. We're 
we're we are personally holding on to them to open them. Yes. So if it wasn't a time to say, hey, here's our opinion, there's our opinion. Right. <laughs> but I don't know. You can do it because it clearly works. I've seen where mm-hmm. recent recent uh, vintages of Pinot out here in Oregon are selling for maybe $40, $45 a bottle. Right. And then they'll sell library wines for $60 to $80 a bottle. Right. It's basically doubling. Right. Or very close to in five to seven years. Yeah. And that's that's good. Right. That's a good investment return. Sure. I just think there are other goods that you could do a better investment in. Right. Wine? I don't know if that's for me. No. I think it's for people that need another thing to play around with and they want to have a little bit of their fun and be like, well, if I can't drink all of this or don't want to drink all of this, yeah, I can go and sell it at auction for double like, what I bought it for 10 years ago. I feel like it's for people who just have a cellar already and they're storing hundreds of bottles of wine. Yeah. And they're just like, well, I'm just going to put this one back here. And then when I remember it in 20 years, I'll go sell it because why not? It'll pay for my... The last 10 years of my wine addiction. Bingo. Exactly. It's kind of like vintage cars. Well. I mean, it, it is, though. You t- I've talked to people that are like 60, 70 years old, and you may be one of them as a listener. And if you bought a car when you're 20 or 30 years old, and you held on to it, and you were able to put it in a garage, and you bought it for $5,000 40 years ago. That car, if it's a old Mustang, like a 1960s Mustang, that car, if it's in good shape, originals, original parts, original paint, mm-hmm. and in amazing shape, yeah. that car is a $100,000 car. Yeah. Very, very easily. Now, inflation, is it really that much better of an investment than anything else? No, probably not. But you have to enjoy it. That's the whole point. And I but you wanted... can't enjoy the wine. You can enjoy the car. If you try to, yeah, you can't, I can't regurgitate wine that I've already drank. Right, but like if you have that old car, you can drive it. But right. you have that old bottle of wine, it's just sitting on a shelf. You can just be like, yes, hello, look at this bottle of wine that we are never going to open because I'm going to sell it in 10 years. In our conversation this afternoon with Tumwater, the guy at Tumwater, one of the things we talked about was old vintage wine and trying to buy and drink and enjoy wines that are from your birth year mm-hmm. from 10 to 20 years ago from significant events in your life your or in birth other people's years better not have been 10 years ago <laughs> drinking wine 30 40 50 30. years ago there you go let's start there <laughs> jesus but that's the thing is it, it gets more complex you get different colors out of it you get different flavors he was talking about a wine that they opened up and it tasted just like honey mm-hmm. it was it just like rich and delicious and thick honey yum and i want that i know but in order to get it or either you're gonna age that wine and hold on to it for 15 to 20 years or we're gonna buy the buy it from the guy who did and you're gonna pay a premium for it yeah and that's that's where you can be on either side of the fence i think wine is an investment in earning money or on that side enjoying having something that's really really old and it ages like fine wine not like milk hopefully <laughs> no one wants to eat vin- drink vintage milk man this was a 2018 mm. 
<laughs> from <Ooh>. Bethy. <laughs> Ew. Uh, no one wants to drink that no milk. No one wants that. Uh, I mean, there's going to be someone. <laughs> there, there's going to be someone. Not. There can't be. I don't want to be that person. I'll, I'll eat vintage cheese. Vintage cheese. Vintage cheese. You're not eating cheese from 30 years ago. Yeah, you can. Absolutely. Parmigiano-Reggiano. They hold on to that stuff for like decades. That stuff ages. There's like a minimum hold to that I cheese. I know, but... And it doesn't... Mm. I will eat, I will eat vintage I'll, cheese. I'll eat it, but. You won't, you're not going out of your way for it. No. Um, but if you sell her this stuff yourself, if you know and have some idea as to what you want to drink 10 to 20 years from now, hopefully you get to drink it 10 to 20 years from now. It doesn't break. It doesn't get damaged in your cellar. Uh, your whatever. Hopefully you get to enjoy it 10 to 20 years, but that's the time investment into aging and developing a wine instead of just buying it out of the grocery store or paying huge amounts of money for library wine from a vintage that you didn't have access to 20 years ago. You didn't think about going to France and buying a 1980 Bordeaux bottle because you weren't able to in 1980. I wasn't born yet. Because <laughs> you weren't born yet. Because you didn't have the means to no, get on I, a transatlantic okay. flight. I get it. But like, and we're literally considering doing this exact thing. So. The other danger is people drinking that wine. Because if you go to the store and you open up a 2019 bottle of pinot mm-hmm. that is one less bottle of pinot from 2019 it's turning it into a rarity rarity yeah. exactly limited supplies if you hold on to a case this is why people buy cases of vintages from yeah. wineries Good that they vintage. really like because if you are the one that buys it and holds it you know you can control the supply your own supply of and now i'm starting to start to sound like a dealer <laughs> Man, you can you can manage your own supply. No, but that that is how it works. Because if you don't buy it, we went to we went to Teutonic and we wanted mm-hmm. to buy a bottle yeah. of their sparkling rosé, and they're had like not two months, two three months before, and then it was sold out. It was gone. It's gone, and they didn't hold on to it for the library because that's a rosé. It's a sparkling rosé. It's not going to be a library wine. But it wasn't. Yeah. But. So, so good. That's how it works. If you don't buy it, someone else may, and it mm-hmm. may not be an option for you to enjoy later yeah, down the road. We're not getting that rosé ever again. So, and here's the other thing. If you buy a case, if you buy more wine than you can consume or enjoy, and you want to replace it, mm-hmm. you might be able to go out and either trade. Yeah. So, other people are into wine. They may want that 19... 19- 80 bottle of Bordeaux and you, they may have something you want to trade for and they, they'd be like well we got a 1995 we got two or three bottles of this uh champagne we'd trade you one-to-one for the we'd give you we want the bottle of Bordeaux we'll give you three bottles of 95 champagne and you may be like hey that's perfect I love it let's celebrate my one year anniversary one year birthday and then you got three bottles of champagne Heck yeah. it's 15 years newer but you wanted it. And you can trade it. There's people, there's wine geeks all over that are willing to wheel and deal yeah. and get these sorts of things. I mean, what would you trade? What would you, I mean, you would trade all sorts of things to get 
whatever you want. And we have, if you have a collection and you have other friends in wine that are into this sort of thing, you can do it. Yeah. Um, the last kind of point I had is if you have, and we kind of already touched on it, is if you have a personal connection to a given year. Say it's the year that your only son was born or the year that you got engaged or married or the year you were born. If you buy a bunch of bottles from that year, you can open those up at certain milestones and certain years and certain occasions. If you're trying to seek those out later on down the road, you're just probably not going to be able to find it. Yeah. Unfortunately. And we were talking again to um, uh, an industry person that said, you know what, if you want to buy a bottle from uh, from a specific year, you're going to have to go to auction or get really lucky finding someone that has it. Yeah. If you don't already own it and you didn't source it yourself, you're going to have to get really lucky to find it. Mm. So... If you want to celebrate special occasions and you want to spell, celebrate it with special wine... Apparently you need to start, you have to start a year early. before you want to do the thing. Mm-hmm. Is what we're finding out as we're planning to do this exact thing. Uh, yep. <sighs> and that is where it all begins. Mm. It's kind of crazy. It is crazy. Not, it is, not it it's kind of no, crazy. crazy. It is crazy. It's a wild world. So after going through all of that, has your yes. opinion changed? No. <laughs> what, what we're still on the fence. Uh, we're we're still on the side of the fence where it's, I want to own wine, buy wine, have wine, things that are special to enjoy them. Yeah. So I don't have to try and source them down the road because we're already in that <laughs> predicament where we're gonna have to source wine from specific years because we want to have a special celebration. Yeah, and it's gonna get expensive. Yep. But that's that's the other side of the fence. We're just gonna pay the other side of the fence to. Uh, yeah, source but it. like that is the party. That is the party. That's the point. Yep. I also prepared a few questions. Oh boy. Okay. A bit of a quiz. Of course. And. I don't know how hard this is. I thought the last one was going to be really challenging for you. We'll see how this one goes. Uh, But let's get right into it. Which region in France is renowned for producing highly sought-after wine, the the highly sought-after wine, Chateau Lafitte Rothschild? Is it A, Bordeaux, B, Burgundy, C, Champagne? I have no fucking idea. (laughs) Which one is it? A. A? Do you say Bordeaux? I said A. Okay. A, Bordeaux is correct. Yeah, you fucked. We watched a video on that like, recently. When? Uh, That was the sommelier. Psalm. They literally had the guy from Rothschild do it, like, pouring. The only wine movie I remember is the one we watched last weekend. Oh, with, uh... What's Chris this? Pine. Chris Pine. Heck yeah. Uh-huh. And how do you rate that that movie? Uh, I actually kind of like the movie. His wig was terrible, and it was very distracting. It was. But he gets bloodied up, which is when he's the most attractive. Uh-huh. So I give it a 8 out of 10. I think the story was all over the place. I would like to fact check it. Not um, with you, but by myself. 
Fair enough. I would like to fact check it on my own because I like to do that <laughs> after the movie, unlike you, where you I... do it during or before the movie. Yeah. And it just ruins everything. I like to ruin it after. I thought the storytelling was all over the place, and it was called Bottle Shock. It was, like, from 2006? Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it was newer than that. No, 2006. And mm. it was okay. The, the, it was just, it was jarring. Like, the way that it would break the story apart. It, w- it, w- it didn't I, make a lot of sense. I mean, I followed the whole thing. There were a few times where I'm like, whoa, why did we just go from that to this? Uh-huh. But overall it was a cohesive story because it's based on a true story it is based on a true story and it had elements that i'm pretty sure are true but i feel like i could go into a situation and someone could bring up whatever chateau mars montclair montelena montelena and i'd be like oh yeah i know the story of that and i'd rattle off the plot of the movie and it Uh would be close enough that they'd be like okay she knows her shit yeah (laughs) i mean we clearly fooled the person we talked to today yeah because you brought out your seller list i did god that's that's the way of showing off how nerdy you are Mm -hmm. if you ever want to like be like if you want to expose yourself that's how you do it. No. But he asked, we were asked a question. I'm like, well, I don't know it off the top of my head. Let me break but out I my have seller a way list. To know it. Yeah. yeah. No. But I, I think that this guy appreciated the nerd. He did. Because he was definitely. That, that's true. It was, yeah, it was fun. Um, okay, give me the second one. Next question. Mm-hmm. What is the term used to describe a highly praised vintage of wine that Crew. has reached its ideal drinking window? Matured, cellared, or peak? Peak. Peak, correct. Next question. Which wine investment fund claims to have already snagged 11,000 investors and holds half a million bottles of wine purchased for them? Is it A, VinoVest, B, Vint, or C, Wine Investment Fund? I like B. B, Vint? Yeah. It is A, VinoVest. God damn it. That's the worst name. Of the three. It's, yeah. Vent is, Vent has a podcast. Oh. Uh-huh. Do they have a video podcast? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Because that's I, the only way I watch them. I uncovered that they have a podcast, mm. and they get all sorts of people. The Vio is for Vino guy. Mm. He's on it, at least twice. I haven't that's listened the to the who, podcast That's the guy who does the travel ones that we watch, Yes, right? they're so good. Okay. 10 out of 10, highly recommend watching the Vies for Vino. If you actually are into wine. Not it, just if you want some, like, fun travel wine vlog. No. no. You need to be at least for it. Let's say you need to be into it 4 out of 10. He, mm, 6. Okay, six. fair enough. You need to be more than, mm. <laughs> yeah, no, you need to be like, yeah, this is, I am into Committed wine. to wine yeah, as my wine, itinerary. Wine is my hobby. That's, that's fair. Okay. I'm going to this place for wine. Because if you just listen to him for just general things, he's kind of dry. It is a little bit. But, but he's, but for someone that's into it. I think it's great now. He's, he's very informative. Absolutely. And it's fun to watch. Absolutely. Very entertaining mm. for someone that's into it. Yeah. Um... This is in different category and adjacent. It's the cost of wine. Oh my god. 
God. cost of wine production. Okay. What is the average cost of a new uh, French oak barrel used for aging wine? Is it five hundred dollars, a thousand dollars, or two thousand dollars? Two thousand dollars. Two thousand dollars. Yeah. You nailed it. Heck yeah. In the nineteenth century, how much did it cost to purchase an acre of vineyard land in the famous wine regions of? Bordeaux, France. 19th century, so 1800s. In the 1800s. We're going historic. Is it $1,000? And this is in U.S. dollars. I, I, I converted the, the currency. Is it $1,000, $5,000, or $10,000? This would have been peak when England is really into wine and they're sourcing all of their grapes from Bordeaux. Mm, B. $5,000? Yeah. It is a thousand dollars, equivalent in today's money. Mm. That's not bad. A thousand dollars for an acre of vineyard. Back then, in today's money. That's not bad. That's not bad for an acre. You could make so much wine with that. Yeah. That's pretty good. I, in my opinion, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know anything. Well, true. <laughs> During the California gold rush in the mid-19th century, how much did a bottle of wine produced in Napa Valley cost? 20 cents. Was it $5 in today's money, $20, or $50? $5. It's $5. Five bucks for Napa Valley wine. Would you do it? it? Uh, yeah, because it's not... It wasn't wine yet. It was also not uh, what we think of the wine today, because it was... Zinfandel, yeah. and a bunch of Italian and Spanish varieties, mm-hmm. which probably is what California should be producing today anyways, but clearly they're doing fine. <laughs> <laughs> clearly. Clearly. Around 100 years ago, what was the average price of a bottle of Bordeaux wine classified as Premier Cru in U.S. dollars? $500, $100, or $1,000? A hundred years ago, so in yeah. 1900, mm-hmm. in today's money, how much was Premier Cru Bordeaux? B. $500? It was actually $1,000 wow. per bottle. So the people on the Titanic were drinking $1,000 wine. That which was 10 years after the Titanic. Well, a hundred years ago, it technically would have been 1910, 1920. A hundred years ago was 1923. Well, 1923. Okay. Ten years pro- Fine. In the... 19- you gonna fight me about when the Titanic was? I'm not gonna fight you over that one. I'm not... I'm gonna... I'm gonna forfeit that one. You gonna fight me over Titanic facts? Nope. I don't think so. No, nope. I know you've watched it a dozen times. And read everything about it. Uh-huh. <laughs> In the early... 20th century, so around the same time period. Mm. Early 20th century? Mm. Yeah. Are you going to fight me over... Century? I don't like <laughs> that the century is the one that's after. It drives me nuts every time. It's because we're... Yeah. I get it, but I don't. <laughs> In the early 20th century, how much did a hectare... Hectare. 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 Of vineyard land in Burgundy, France, cost? A hectare is... A hundred acres? I think it's like two acres equivalent. Uh, 50, do- 50, <laughs> 50 bucks. <laughs> uh, no, $10,000, uh, $50,000, or $100,000. 
Perfectly. I feel I feel like I'm being tricked into picking Hector. C every time. <laughs> that has been the trend. Yeah. So you're gonna go with a hundred thousand dollars per hectare. In today's money. In today's money. No, that seems stupid. B is gonna be the answer eventually. So what are you doing? B. Fifty thousand. Yeah. Correct. Heck yeah. Dang it. I had you going. No. I almost had you on that one. B is the answer you choose uh, when you don't know the correct multiple choice answer. Uh, and if you keep picking the same one, you have better odds. Yeah. All right. I'm going to get you with this one, though. No, you're not. During the Great Depression of the 1930s, what was the typical cost of a bottle of table wine in the United States? What was the cost of a cheap bottle of wine in the U.S.? Was it a dollar, five dollars, or fifty cents? A dollar. It was actually fifty cents. Cheaper than milk. Mm. Yeah. So they were actually giving their babies wine. No, nice. I'm kidding. Heck actually, yeah. they did give their babies whiskey yeah. for toothaches. And to make them go to sleep. Yep. And they did go to sleep. Oh, yeah. Doesn't take a lot for a baby. <laughs> no. Oh, uh, Spoonful of whiskey makes the baby go down. <laughs> baby go down. Oh da, da, da. Oh <laughs> in the 18th century, how much did a vineyard in the Douro Valley of Portugal cost? Was it A, $10,000? A whole vineyard? A whole vineyard. $50,000 or $100,000? A. $10,000? Yeah. It's $100,000 in today's money. No, you keep doing today's money. I know. That doesn't make any sense to me. It's it's a thing. That's that's the episode. This is the worst but you've is, done but, on a But but is it like adjusted okay, the, for inflation? Or I had like, to look up if I wanted to buy that same thing right now, I would buy it for a hundred thousand dollars. I had to look Which way is it? Oh my god. Do you prefer it this way or do you look up do you prefer ten shillings? Yes, I do. Really? Yeah. That doesn't, there's no meaning, there's no context to that. Yeah, but there's no context to the in today's money A gold coin. Yeah. That's literally the answer, by the way. A gold coin. I had to shift it from a gold coin to what was a gold coin worth in 1835 in Portugal. Yeah. When this vineyard was sold. $100,000 then? $100,000 then. In today's money. One gold coin. It doesn't make any sense. I, it doesn't make any sense. It, that's what it was. But that doesn't make any sense. People I don't like that had this. 10 gold this coins back bullshit. then were a millionaire. This is garbage. It is. This doesn't make any that's sense. That's inflation, baby. But you're, you didn't clarify. No, money is money. I don't like this. Dollar, dollar bill. No. But what is a dollar bill? Because apparently it's not a dollar bill. It's backed by the U.S. government. Is it? In full faith. No. This is awful. <laughs> That's the world you live in. I had a kid the other day ask me for tape so that he could tape his dollar and for like $20 back together. Put it back together. And I was like, you don't have to do that. Just take it to the bank. But the bank does that. Yeah. I was like, they'll give you a new one. Yeah, but then they go behind the scenes and they just tape it. Yeah. Uh, ask me how I know. Well, I know. Yeah, I know that. But like, on average, he's like, will they still take it? I'm like, yeah, just. <laughs> We're shifting again. This is the last three questions. He's very concerned about his 20. 
On average, how much does a cork for a single bottle of wine cost? Mm. Is it 25, we're giving you ranges, 25 cents to 50 cents, 75 cents to a dollar, or $1.25 to $1.50? C. $1.25 to $1.50. Yeah. A cork. The way that you're saying this makes me think that I'm wrong. But or I know. I'm playing mind games. But I know you. that it's like kind of expensive. It, it is. Per bottle of wine, a cork is not insignificant. Especially when you drag that out to some places are making 100,000 cases, which is 12 times 100,000. That's a lot of money in cork, whatever way you dice it. Yeah. That's more money that you ha- than you have in your bank account. Um, yeah. <laughs> not, not hard. <laughs> Any of these choices is more than I have in my bank account. Well, let's just put it this way. They are spending 25 cents to 50 cents, which is still $100,000 times 12. That's like a million dollars. That's $500,000 in cork. Yeah, I don't have that. No. <laughs> We're not ballers. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, all right. Last, second to last question. I don't like this quiz. Because <laughs> you're not winning. This one's not nearly as much fun as the other ones. What is the approximate cost of an empty bottle of wine for production purposes? $7. 50 cents to 75 cents. A dollar to a dollar fifty. Or two dollars to two dollars and fifty cents. B. A dollar to a dollar fifty. Yeah. You are correct. Heck yeah. B. Again, coming in clutch. I mean... Obviously, this is probably ballpark, and different bottle shapes probably cost different amounts, but, eh, averages. Law of averages. Last one, in terms of fruit costs, again, this is in law of averages, how much does it typically cost to produce grapes for a single bottle of wine? And we're talking a relatively affordable, like, basic bottle of wine. Is it $1.50 to $2.50? Three dollars to four dollars, and four dollars and fifty cents to five dollars and fifty cents. C. C. Four dollars and fifty cents to five dollars and fifty cents per bottle of wine. You are correct. Yes. See, hey, you finished on a high note. Get fucked. Greg. Greg. <laughs> References. <laughs> to the uh, original. Hey, I mean, you didn't do terribly. I didn't do good because no, that was a you stupid quiz. You didn't ace it. I didn't like your conversions. Uh, well, I tried to make it consistent at no, least. No, but it wasn't, it didn't make any sense. The it only part that didn't make any sense to me is the Duro Valley. I can't believe that Portugal, like, it's so expensive for the, the vineyards and the production out there. I, I didn't know. expect it to be that expensive given how cheap Portuguese wine is. Portugal, it's cheap to buy wine in Portugal. Oh. Compared to a lot of the parts of the world. And it's good wine. Portugal, up your prizes. But please don't. But don't. Nobody in Portugal Portugal watches us. It's only Sweden, Finland. Really? Yeah. Norway? Who is it? Uh, Norway. Norway. Will we, Ferrell. We were with talking... His, with his proxy. We were also talking with the guy this afternoon about, apparently, one of our favorite types of wine from France is going to get more expensive, which is... Gamay. Gamay. Um, the places that are famous for producing Guinea, which is, uh, wow, I'm going to blank on it right now. Uh, Beaujolais. Beaujolais is getting, uh, tiered out and the ones that are good, high quality productions are going to get more expensive, which sucks for us because we already know we like it. So if you like Guinea, sticking to the theme, 
You should go buy some right now and before invest. it gets expensive. And then you're going to make a killing when you turn around and drink it. Yep. Wait, no. No. When you sell it <laughs> when you to sell the people it. who want to drink it, who were born in 2019. But the whole point of Gamay is you drink it typically young. Okay, I don't know. But it is going to get more expensive. And if you do hold on to vintage stuff, I mean, it's still good if it's a couple years old. And, yeah, that's unfortunate that it's going to get more expensive for the really good gamay. But that's life. That's investing. That's the power of wine. And money. And money. Yay. Yay money. Yay money. All right. Can we do something else that would make noise? What? There we go.